This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. What's up, guys? Asher Tolliver back with another episode of the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I hope you all are doing well and had an opportunity by now to dust off the shotgun and hopefully send a few rounds through it. Uh, This past month, it's been a fun ride, a lot of travel, and uh, it only intensifies as we head toward October. So make sure you're following along on social media. Today, I am joined by the full-time traveling members of Dive Bomb Industries, Nick Costas, joining from his home in Richmond, Virginia, Forrest Carpenter from his home in Longmont, Colorado, and Kate Tricky up the road from me in Judd Sony, Arkansas. Guys, what's up? What's up? Hey, well, how's it going? Good. All right, so... <laughs> this podcast, it's going to be centered around what it takes to get your foot in the door in this industry, either a paid position or a brand ambassador type position. And the reason these guys are joining me is because they all took very different paths that ultimately led them to a full-time paid position with Dive Bomb Industries. We get asked at least 20 times a day about how someone can get involved in the outdoor industry. And I think this discussion can really help a lot of guys that are serious about it. I think the meaning of being a brand ambassador, promotional staff, creative team, whatever you want to call it, has really been watered down by social media. And it's made it more difficult than ever for real talent to be recognized. So if that's you, that's why we're doing this, to hopefully give you an idea of some steps you can take to get some momentum and hopefully catch the right break. So Nick, I want to start with you. I want to talk about what led to you picking up a camera and jumping in with both feet. Um, well, I, uh, so I, I was, I'd never touched a camera and I was hunting and I was hunting on the weekends and I'm trying to get off time, get some time off to hunt. Um, during the week here and there, but I just never felt like I could really hunt as much as I'd like. And it was just like, man, all I want to do is hunt and I'm working a job I don't like so I can go hunting. That was kind of the whole thing. And basically I I wrecked a truck and got some money from insurance. And I just kind of was like, man, maybe if I take these pictures, take some pictures, I can get paid to hunt. And basically that was kind of, kind of my outlook. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to ante up and I'm going to, I'm going to pay for a good camera. I'm going to give myself two years to teach myself, give it everything I got. And if it works sweet, if not, I'll sell it. And, you know, I knew I at least tried. And, uh, so I bought a camera and just started taking pictures and trying to teach myself. And then, uh, I mean, it was, for me, it was all networking and trying to build relationships and reach out to people, um, sharing photos like, Hey, uh, you know, here's a picture of your product. Like, Hey, is there any work I can do for you guys? You know, I never really like, I just, I just kind of was asking for opportunities to prove myself or to work. And, you know, the people that did respond or the people that did, you know, you know, like my photos or whatever, I just kind of honed in on them and just tried to, you know, build relationships and offer my services to them before asking for anything. And, you know, some people kind of connected with me and it kind of went from there. So it sounds like you're hunting anyway. So, you know, obviously you've already got some gear on your own. So you say, while I'm at it, I've got a camera. 
I'm going to take some pictures of these products. I'm going to reach out to some people and then you kind of gauge maybe who likes your work uh, and who you might be you putting some feelers out. And if you see you getting some some communication and some interest, then you maybe get a little bit more aggressive with them. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah. yeah. So like I honestly like I there's a couple people that I bought their product knowing like, man, like, well, I may have already liked their product, but I was like, man, I know I can. I remember when I first kind of got confident with the camera, I was like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy five dozen dive bombs and a bag and I'm going to prove myself. Like I kind of had that attitude where I was like, let me get this freaking product in my hand and prove myself. And I would buy it and then I'd go and photograph it, whatever. And then I'd maybe DM the pictures and just be like, Hey, took some photos recently. Here's a couple cool ones that I thought, you know, if someone said like, Oh man, those are so sick. Can we use them? You know, then I'd be like, Hey man, I've actually got another file. I can send it to you. And then, you know, if they were into that, then I'd be like, man, like, give me, give me some work. Like, what do you want? Like, I want to work. And, uh, kind of throughout that and relationships, I, you know, there's definitely some products that I bought. I think I bought some Dakotas at one point, or I can't remember. It was, I bought something and I remember I was like, yeah, it's going to work. I'm going to buy these and they're going to think my stuff's sweet. <laughs> and I like sent it and like, I don't know. I admit it, maybe it wasn't Dakota. I can't remember what it was, but I, I took, I took pictures for a bunch of different stuff. I mean, I took pictures of all the calls. I was just trying to, trying to get in there. And I, I know there were some that I bought that people were kind of like, nah, man, like we're good. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll take that on the chin and move on. <laughs> but that's part of it. You know, it ultimately <laughs> yeah. led to I just where you're at. I, I felt like if I could offer a service before asking for anything that, uh, made me more valuable and kind of allowed me to get work. Um, so you, you find a hole with somebody that needs something and you think you can fill that hole based on what they're currently doing. Like a perfect, say, pro, I'm not, sorry to interrupt you, but like the best no, example ahead. I can, best example I can think of is there was a company, it was a foreign brand. I was trying to get into the American market and I saw them and I was like, look, like this is why I think I can help you sell more of your product in America. And I gave them examples. I wrote them a long email. I DM'd them on Instagram and said, Hey, who's your, who do I need to talk to about doing some stuff? I have some ideas for you guys and got an email address and sent an email. And I was like, look, like I, I, you know, I, I think you could do this on your social media. I think, you know, getting into these certain stores or whatever, and then just kind of built a relationship and through email, it turned into a contract and an actual paying like opportunity. So I tried to just offer, I don't know. I feel like I just was, pretty aggressive and tried to offer solutions versus like, Hey, this is who I am. Like holler at me. Right. Well, I can tell you from a guy who reads these messages every day. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with taking a long shot, but I can tell you when I read one that's like that and it's thought out and people are bringing ideas to the table, how can we help you? How can we work with you? It's going to, it's going to, be noticed. You know, it's going to be noticed. You can tell by the way the email's composed. You can tell they're serious about it and you can tell they're hungry, which is ultimately the most important thing in this industry. So Forrest, I want to talk a little bit about your guiding background, your competition calling background, and what inspired you to pick up a camera. Well, um, 
you know, I started contest calling back when I was real young. Uh, you know, it was just another way I could compete and my parents were real supportive. So I got after it and, um, I don't know, I guess it was probably after about four years when I won my first world championship, uh, you know, that people started to notice me and I kind of started to build a name for myself, got to hunt on a couple TV shows and, and little things like that. Um, but just little things to get my name out there, uh, where I started getting a few opportunities and it was real small, um, little things here and there, basically, you know, do you want to come on this advertising hunt or, you know, do you want to be part of this photo shoot? It was, it was kind of fun to get started there. Um, but as I got older, I started keeping, uh, you know, taking a camera with me and started taking pictures and it was all just for personal use. I never really had any interest or desire to, to start working with a camera, but after, you know, a season or two of that, I I really fell in love with taking pictures, had some people saying that I, you know, took some good stuff and that they might be interested in using it. So that kind of got me thinking that direction. And, uh, between that and then starting to guide once I was in college, man, the the ball just kind of got rolling and, um, ended up taking me where we are today. But, you know, the, the further I got into it, the more I found out that I was really, really passionate about it. And, you know, there were a couple opportunities that got dropped right at my feet, which I was, you know, obviously super grateful for. But now, uh, you know, prior to, to really starting to work hard with dive bomb, I had to work hard, you know, with social media becoming as big of a deal as it is, it, it just became tough to make myself stand out. So the only thing that I really had uh, you know, there's a lot of guys who can blow a goose call and a duck call really well. And a lot of guys who take good pictures, but you know, I was, I was fortunate to be raised by a, you know, a pretty much a, a very professional family in general. So I had a good background of basically just how to present myself and how to act around uh, businessmen. And that's what really helped make me stand out. Uh, and, and I think really gave me my biggest leg up through all of this. So, you know, not just sending, you know, 15 word emails that, you know, don't have any formatting and, you know, making sure I put my whole name in there and, you know, just, just acting like a, a, a businessman through all of this. Definitely. And, you know, talking about like guiding, I mean, you, you've got an opportunity for a hundred plus days a year to learn under some of the best. I mean, you've got guys that are absolutely dialed out there at ranger creek and you know i think everybody knows by now they've got they've got quite a squad so for you to get the opportunity to go out there and work with those guys and not only learn how to make yourself a better waterfowl hunter but also make yourself a a more attractive photographer oh my gosh yeah i mean it was nothing short of a blessing to be able to, you know, work with guys like Eric Guggenheim and JD Stanley and Cody grounds, um, you know, guys who are all in different stages of their career of photography and, uh, basically just involvement in the outdoor world. It it was really just awesome. And and they've always had a bunch of contacts. So we were able to network through each other and, man, I mean, it, it was nothing but just awesome. Definitely. Now, Cade, your path, it's been much shorter than the three of ours because you're only 20 years old. The spring chicken. He's a spring chicken, <laughs> but his acceleration is going to be a lot more rapid than ours was as well. Um, the pace you're on, I mean, by the time you're 25, you're going to have, you know, more waterfowl hunting experience in a variety of different areas than most could experience in a lifetime. So when did you buy your first camera? 
and what events led to that? Who were you watching? Who were you eyeballing on social media, drooling over, saying, I got to get on here and do this? Um, and it started for me in high school, um, junior, when I was a junior in high school, I started, um, I really actually, I started taking pictures on my phone just when we were hunting and, uh, you know, I, I liked it or whatever. And, and I was, I was following a few people on Instagram. Um, saw a lot of people doing some cool stuff. Uh, Nick was one of them. Um, just, I don't know. There was a lot more that I, I feel like I could learn and a lot better that I could get. So I uh, was working at the grocery store in town summer between my junior and senior year in high school. And I saved up enough money to buy a cheap camera and, uh, started taking pictures then. And really was just taking pictures for anybody that would let me, um, uh, wasn't, wasn't really trying to charge any money or get anything from it. I was just trying to do it for as much people and as much business as I could get for free, just to, just to try to start a name for myself. Um, and it went from there throughout my senior year, hunting, taking pictures. Um, the first company I really worked with was I started taking, I was already uh, blowing elite duck calls. I started doing some advertisement for them on social media and stuff. And Brad kind of noticed that. And he, uh, he took to me for that. And I started working for him and um, did that for about a year. And uh, just taking as many pictures on the side as I could, just trying to trying to build a name for myself. And then. Um, since the beginning of the year, I've been with Dive Bomb, and uh, it's just gone from there. Definitely, yeah. So, Cade, he, um, you know, we had a need. We needed some help uh, covering some of the things we needed covered, and um, I knew Cade through a, a family connection. So, Cade was kind of one of those, you know, certainly not lucky because he earned what he got. But uh, like in a lot of things, just being in the right place at the right time and where he was at with his life and coming out of school and, and our needs at the time, it just matched up really well. So a lot of this is timing and, and making the right connections with the right people at the right time. But if you haven't done the steps leading up to that, even if the timing's perfect, if you haven't gotten yourself squared away and doing things the right way, it doesn't matter how good the timing is. You're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna yeah. get your foot in. You're not gonna get noticed. So, um, his timing was perfect. It lined up perfectly with ours. And, um, Cade, he's getting ready to go on the road for a month straight. So he's he's gonna really get to experience the grind, and um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, one thing that I've noticed is a lot of people they're good photographers, but they'll send in pictures that you can tell it's just a, a massive, uh, just a drop off of, of photos. And they're not necessarily bad photos, but they're not relative to yeah. the company that they're sending them to. You can tell that they just gathered up all these photos and sent them to like, you know, 30 different people hoping they would get somebody to latch onto them. Um, this is kind of going back to, to what Nick was talking about whenever he said that, you know, take photos that are relatable to the company that you want to work with. Find somebody that aligns with your style you think you could work with and you think they would latch on to you and then just go out there and give it your best shot. Nick, would you say that, number one, that's going to be the absolute quickest way to get noticed by somebody? Yeah, I mean, there's... Dude, like, there's so many guys that are so much better at photography than me or been doing it longer or whatever. And it's like everybody can take a pretty good picture, but it's like it's how you market yourself and how you 
hustle like as far as like like Cade said like doing some stuff for free to prove to prove your value and like you know it's the business side of of that kind of aspect because there's guys that take great pictures but they're so you know they might be like too awkward or shy to like reach out and ask for work like but it's also it's just like the full package you got to think about every other kid that's sending an email saying like yo like let me get some dive bombs i'm trying to i'm trying to like crush for you or whatever and it's like you got to go the extra step. You got to make, you got to make someone stop and read this and be like, wow, this kid's different. This kid looks like he's going to, he's going to deliver. So, yeah, I mean, I would say that's all that stuff's true. Um, and I, this is in by no, no way calling anybody out. Okay. This is, this is not that, but literally just now I've got two screens on my computer and I had an email come up and it basically says, hi, um, I'm a, you know, I'm a YouTuber. I'm wondering if you guys could hook me up with some decoys. We'll tag you and everything. Thank you. That's all it says. I have no, I have no name. I have no references. I can tell there was no effort put into this message. There's no, uh, not that punctuation and capitalizing that, you know, the first, letter of the word after a period is that important, but it just shows that you care and you're serious about it. Um, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with taking a long shot right there right now, but guys, I'm going to look at that email and there's so little effort that was put into it. Uh, I'm, you know, it's not going to go any further than, than that and what it is for us. Can you talk about how if somebody is, is serious? Let's talk a little bit about professionalism. Forrest, I think most people that know Forrest or know of Forrest have heard he is is the ultimate professional. And in this industry, sometimes that can be, it, it can be hard to come across at times. Forrest, can you talk about professionalism and how, if you, if you are serious about this, how you could approach a company about getting involved with them and i'm not necessarily just talking about dive bomb i I could be talking about uh clothes or shells or guns or paid jobs uh let's just talk a little bit about professionalism and and how somebody um can can put themselves ahead of everybody else that's sending out these generic messages yeah definitely And, and thanks for that i mean that's a heck of a compliment and i i appreciate it um, I, I gotta say that I, in my opinion, I think professionalism isn't just something that you, you know, it's not just a face you put on, you know, it's, it, you, you need to kind of carry yourself this way pretty much anytime you're in the vicinity of the world that you want to work in. Say like for us, say you're getting ready to go to Max Prairie Wings or Cabela's or something. It, it sounds crazy, but you would be shocked at the people that I have met just walking through Cabela's. Uh, you strike up a conversation with a guy selling a call and somebody overhears it who just happens to be the cousin of Hunter Grounds or something like that. I mean, just just little things like that. Um, but all it takes is someone's, you know, 10 second bad impression, bad first impression of you to ruin what could have been a heck of an opportunity. So, uh, you know, it starts with just carrying yourself well, uh, just out and about. Um, when it comes to actually reaching out and contacting people, like you were saying, Asher, uh, it just takes time, take the time, take the effort to put some thought into what you want to say, uh, you know, line things up, come up with an outline, 
eventually get something on paper, you know, write it out. It might be, I, I don't know, two paragraphs. It might be six. It depends what you have to say and what's valuable. You don't want to throw a whole bunch of random stuff out there that isn't pertinent to the conversation that you're trying to have or the door you're trying to open. Um, but at the same time, you, you want to make sure that you put in the effort to make it uh, obvious that you care about this. You know, we're not throwing in. Yeah, exactly. We're not, we're not trying to throw in just random four or five syllable words to make yourself sound smart. Um, but just make it look crisp and clean. Uh, even if you have to go online, uh, you know, you don't have to have taken uh, college level or, or, uh, you know, master level business uh, courses to be able to put an email together, Google a good email template, uh, for a business letter and throw it together. And you would be shocked at how much better it looks for, for those of you guys who know me. I mean, yeah, I can, I'm, I'm pretty professional guy, but I'm also pretty laid back and relaxed. So, um, I can tell you right now, I feel like I have deceived people uh, into thinking that I was better than I am just by putting together a nice, crisp looking email or having a phone conversation and, uh, you know, just being professional, just just going about with uh, respect and manners. I mean, heck, you would be shocked just how far yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am gets you in today's world. And thank you. And please, uh, the standard stuff that you know, your, your parents brought you up with as a kid, uh, that kind of stuff still applies and it will take you a, a lot farther than you ever expected. Uh, even in this kind of industry where, you know, we're all in it because we're passionate about something and, you know, we, we get kind of loose at times, but, you know, just having that professional and business minded mentality, uh, man, I, it, it changes everything when I meet someone. I know that much. No doubt. And I know whenever we are, you know, going through emails and stuff and us, you know, there's some that just make you stop and you say, okay, this person's serious. And they took some, they put some time and some effort, uh, into this thing. And I'm going to respect the time and the effort. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to follow through or do something, but I am going to respect the time and the effort that they put in to get noticed by, you know, by us or if they're interested in doing something for us. Now, a lot of people, they may not know Cade. He does a lot more than just take photographs for us. He is basically my full-time assistant. He does a great job. He handles um, all the emails with me, text calls, tons of customer service stuff, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. And, and he kind of knows our system now. He knows what we're looking for, but Cade, what is the absolute quickest way for somebody to just get completely looked over um, in a message that they send uh, to just not even be considered. Ask them for free stuff with nothing to offer. Really just free stuff or somebody just saying, Hey, you should sponsor me or stuff like that. It's just like, well, you got to tell me what you can do for us. Um, I don't think it really gets any, any simpler than that. Honestly, I think that's about it's it's, Stuff efficient as you can word it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's there's not a whole lot really to even add on to that. I mean, that's we get that all the time, and you know, if you want a handout or you want you want something, you gotta you gotta go after it. You gotta go and get it, and you've gotta you've gotta earn it. I mean, we're we're not gonna hand anything out, and I don't think really anybody else that's credible in this industry is gonna just hand anything out. But if you're passionate about it and you mean it and you want it, then you can certainly earn it. And the opportunities out there with 
maybe maybe not necessarily us, but maybe with somebody else. You know, you could be going after a shell company, and you might not have anything with with company A, but there, you know, company B might be interested. So, um, you know, have something to offer. I think that's a yeah. that's for, a great somebody, point. Somebody reaching out asking for something, and then you, you search through their profile, and you, they've never they've never been affiliated with the company. They've never done anything for us, or or used our product and it's like, how can I justify giving you something if you've never even ran our product? So it's a lot more easy to justify it for somebody that's ran our product that knows the system, knows what's going on. And they say, Hey man, this is what I can do for you. Um, can you do this for me? And it's a lot more likely to get done that way. Definitely. And I think one thing is when there is somebody that they send a message and I've got their name, I've got their handle you know, obviously, if it's if it's serious, we're going to dig into it and do our due diligence before um, we we move further. And I can tell you right now, if I go on your page and I see anybody messing with cripples, not killing them, playing with and mocking dead animals, disrespecting birds, that that's absolutely the quickest way to ensure that we will never have any involvement with you. That's like my biggest pet peeve in the entire world is people disrespecting these animals that we're all so passionate about. And this isn't like snowflake softy. This is, this is doing the right thing. If we're going to chase these game animals and we're going to hunt them, we're going to, you're going to respect them and you're going to harvest them if you are going to be involved with us. So, uh, you know, make sure if you're messing around doing goofy stuff on your page and I get it. Sometimes we get caught up in the moment. Our buddy does something goofy, but, it's not a good look guys. It don't look good. Uh, maybe your friends that don't know better, they, maybe they think it's funny or, or whatnot, but I can promise you anybody that's reputable in this industry, they don't think it's funny and they absolutely will completely write you off with, without yep. hesitation. Yep. Would you agree with that Forrest? Man, I couldn't agree any more strongly. I mean, that is my biggest pet peeve. You know, we're, we're blessed to be able to get out and enjoy the outdoors and, you know, it, it's, it's really a special thing, but you know, whether it's a, a bull moose in the Yukon or it's a blue wing teal in South Texas, you know, the, the weight of a life is, you know, is never any heavier or lighter based on the size of it. And it's something that we should, you know, be very solemn about and, you know, take seriously. You know, we, we're very passionate about hunting and, and everything, but a big part about that is just respecting the game that we're pursuing. And I think all of us that, that love waterfowling or, or any kind of hunting for that matter, we're passionate about it because we love these birds. Um, we're passionate about it because they're special to us. And, um, you know, it, that, that doesn't stop when you pull the trigger, they don't become any less an animal or any less a life. And that needs to be respected. And I, I think there's, there's not one professional in this industry that would disagree with that. No, you're, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, it's it's just just act like you've been there before. Definitely, and this act isn't like, us act, like being the fun police. This is we want have fun, absolutely have fun. You take a picture with a fat stack. I, I tell I make fun of the people that don't smile because I think it's it's so funny that people you know they've got the mean mug on whenever they just had a heck of a hunt. It's like hey, we're out here to have fun. We're enjoying God's creation put a big smile on your face, have a good time. That doesn't mean you're disrespecting the game, but I'm talking about the messing with the cripples. 
uh, messing around with them, throwing them around, giving them high fives whenever their foot's slapping. You know, that's put, the one put, that gets me. Putting their beaks in the barrels, all that stuff. God, this isn't the fun police dive bomb thing. <laughs> don't go out and have fun. So don't don't misconstrue it for that because I can promise you, if dive bomb comes into town, we're going to have fun, but yeah, we are yeah. going to do it the right way. Um, like Nick said, act like you've been there before, have some fun, share some laughs. That's what it's all about. But respect the game and the game will respect you. Okay. So real quick, rapid fire, favorite photographer, not on the dive bomb squad. Nick go right now. Favorite photographer. Yeah. Let's go. Cody grounds Forrest. Uh, he took my uh, – I'm going to go with Doug Stanky. Cade? Seth Vanderband takes some good pictures. <laughs> All right, cool. He does. Awesome. He does. Seth sent us a great video the other day. His truck got crushed, and he pulled the dive bombs out and showed them in the dirt and um, said, hey, man, truck got crushed, but the dive bombs are still good. So that was pretty cool. All very good answers. If, if I'm going to put you guys on the hot seat, I'll put myself on the hot seat as well. And. Man, uh, I, I I like JD Stanley's. Um, I love all, all. We've got a ton of guys that are absolutely awesome, but man, I'm I just he's just his stuff is unbelievable. You know, we have a lot of people. They say, "What are you looking for? Like, what 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 are you looking for? What kind of shots are you looking for?" And I I, I want to say, man, just go look at our feed. Like, you'll see, you'll get a feel of the theme and the vibe of our page and what you're looking for. People are like, I don't know what you want or what you're after. And it's like, man, if you go just take a little scroll through the archives and you'll get a pretty good idea of what we're after. So uh, for you three guys, whenever you were before you were full on dive bomb, I think now you guys all know what we're after with dive bomb. And um, you know, we've all got a, a good idea about what we need to accomplish. We're on the same page on every trip that we go on and we have an agenda that needs to be filled. But um whenever you guys were coming up and, and, you know, just taking pictures and maybe trying to latch on with a company or something, how did you know what they were after? I mean, is it just the easy answer? Look at their page or did, is there something that yeah. you thought maybe they were missing and there was a hole that you could fill that they weren't, that they weren't uh, capitalizing on? Like some, some brands, like they, like, I mean, if you look at our page, there's, some sort of dive bomb related, whether it's a sticker, apparel, a decoy. Like we don't post a lot of like macro shots of a mallard speculum. Like that's not our, that's not our deal. So like I would never send it to dive bomb, but if I was going to try to work with another brand and I look at their page and they're like, man, they've got a lot of like stuff that's, you know, like maybe like a drone shot of like some wilderness or something. And then you're like, okay, they might be into this. I mean, just do your homework just like anything it's like preparing for a job interview it's like you're gonna go in there and like not be prepared or and do the generic thing or are you gonna like research and be prepared definitely yeah definitely you know i feel like a lot of the stuff that i took heck still i my favorite thing to take pictures of is birds just close-ups of birds working birds blurred in the background with different lighting scenarios that's what gets me going but um you know, when it comes to, especially when, it, when I was getting used to uh, taking pictures for dive bomb, I mean, that that's just not our style. So, you know, when you do your homework, you're still looking for that picture that, that makes you go, wow. And that, that makes you feel something, you know, you, it wants, you want to see something that gets your heart beating. 
And, uh, you know, it's it just how you capture that, you know, is it birds coming into a flock or into a, a big spread of decoys and, and setting down at your boot bags? Or, you know, is it is it snows with half of them turned upside down at 200 yards in the air still? I mean, there's there's a million different ways to go about it. But Nick, man, you're, you're totally right. And just knowing, um, you know, taking the, the five minutes it takes to to work out that thumb and find out just what each company's liking uh, it to use for for them for themselves and all their uh, their marketing there. Yeah, yeah. I think you do your research and find out kind of what they do and what their style is, and then you, you kind of feel the hole that you can fill and something to to still fit their vibe to to do what they're used to, but at the same time bring bring your own perspective to it and uh, kind of bring something different so that you're not because. If they've already got, you know, three photographers that are doing the same thing, why do they need a fourth one that's going to do the exact same thing? Um, so you, you kind of just want to stick to their vibe, but then also, um, you know, fill the hole where you think that you can you can set yourself apart and uh, add more variety to the to the company. Definitely. What is the what is your favorite picture you've ever taken, Nick? Um, um, let me let me add. Um, waterfowl related picture i mean naturally a waterfowl podcast but just so we're clear like favorite a, waterfowl picture you've ever taken there's a picture of uh trevor bennett's dog with a speck i know you think it's beat no but. it's not beat it's a cool picture it's not like the, my favorite picture i've ever seen but definitely a, definitely a cool picture i think some of you guys may have seen that uh wallpaper wednesday probably what's it been three weeks now or so there's that or like a, I think I got a, a mallard somewhere that was pretty cool. It was a live bird. That's pretty cool. Forrest, is there one that kind of sticks out to you? Yeah, I think um, I think my favorite is one that I got when we were hunting with uh, Hunter Pickett down there in. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh, dude! And, uh, you know, I, I was trying to take some some portrait oriented pictures there just you know for magazine ads or, or that kind of thing trying to keep that in mind and we had a this massive wad of lessers just working right down at our feet and, and got a few on the ground a bunch touching down and just a, a cloud of them behind and you know it, it just like i said one of those pictures it kind of makes me feel something when i go back it's like just puts me yeah. right there and you know that's that's one of my favorites that was the um I gave all the guys a hard time, which they, you know, they spent a lot. Cade wasn't with us all winter and Nick spent a lot of time videoing, but I told him, I was like, man, that was the, that was the picture of the year last year. I said, so we need to have this trophy. Maybe like, it's like (laughs) this, like just some sort of like golden trophy or something for the guy, like maybe a little golden camera or something that you like like pass on to the next guy the next year. You know, we vote it like the picture of the year, but uh, you guys, that's right. That's right. So if you guys look at the page, you can't miss it. Yeah. Just a straight golden piece, dude. (laughs) Um, Okay. Do you have a photo that uh, sticks out to you? Um, I took a picture of my cousin last year and bought a view. um, That sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding i know what yeah, you're talking about it's awesome text it to me when you can i'll show it to people at parties <laughs> i think i think i don't know like that day was really cool it means a lot to me um it was like the biggest cypress tree i've ever seen it's got a big hole in the bottom of it he's like kind of standing underneath it and it's real foggy that morning um i don't know it just looks no cool i know i know which picture you're talking about it's yeah. a really cool picture just giving you a hard time. um all right so I want to ask a couple more questions because now that we're kind of on pictures and then we'll shoot back quickly to, um, you know, the whole, uh, you know, getting in the outdoor industry, all that we'll, we'll wrap up with that. But 
if you could take a dream picture um, or a dream bird, what would what would that be? We'll start with you, Nick. Take a picture of a dream bird? Uh, like your dream picture, you know? Like maybe it's a, you know, a speck with a collar, a snow with a collar, a double-banded greenhead, one reward. You know, I'm talking about like... I couldn't take... I don't want to take a picture of any of them. Uh, I would take a picture of a... Uh, I don't know, like a... Uh, I don't know, like a mallard pintail, like some hybrid or yeah, something. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. I don't know. I think a band picture would just piss me off because I'd be like, oh, <laughs> dude next to me crunched it right after. <laughs> All right, Forrest, do you have one? Man, uh, you know, with being up in Alaska, I I have this huge thing for emperor geese. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many of you guys know this, but, uh, you know, I, I know Asher and you guys are familiar. I'm going to get to go chase them with my dad here. Uh, with him being an Alaskan resident here in, in another month or so. But, man, I, my dream shot, I think, would be Emperor Goose coming in with some, you know, like orange afternoon light on him. Uh, but the background kind of, you know, not being bright sunlight, having it being, uh, you know, kind of in the shade with a little bit of, you know, ocean texture, maybe some, you know, yellowing tundra on the background and, uh, you know, a few, few extra birds blurred out. You know, man, if it if it had a uh, tarsal band on there or something, you know, that would that would really top it off. But I, I think just a really sweet emperor goose portrait would be my uh, my dream shot. You've you've been thinking about that one. Yeah, that was that was that was detailed, and I mean, I literally I think I can see that happening right now. That was so like descriptive. I can only hope that next month you absolutely crush that picture and the conditions line up because I think I can see it in my head right now. Man, I could, I could paint it like. for you. I've, I've dreamt of it so many times, but oh, uh, I got awesome. a, you know, I, I've never been out to the Aleutians, but I got a pretty darn good feeling. It's going to be a little cloudy and a lot windy. So right. <laughs> we'll see if, uh, if, if the, if the numbers line up for me just right. No doubt. Okay. Do you have uh, uh, something on the bird? You know, like Forrest, there's, he takes a lot of a lot of really cool pictures of birds just doing it. But there's not a lot of guys that have taken some really good pictures of mallards doing it in the woods. Uh, that's what, I want to get a, a big wad of ducks um, just, just doing it in the trees. I think that would be really cool, and not a lot of people have done that. Do you think that's because with a big group, do, do you think it's because it's hard to get that perfect shot? Because, one, they start fanning out, and, two, there's just so many different focal points. Well, for me, yeah, that's definitely a, a, like trying to focus in the woods is hard anyway. Pretty much 100% manual focus, but I don't know. For me, it would be hard to pick up the camera instead of the gun if that was happening. But <laughs> I think uh, – I don't know. a lot of, I don't know why, but you just don't see it. You scroll through Instagram, you never see like really high-quality no, pictures. you don't. You really don't. You yeah. see some good videos, you know. You see some videos, yeah. but you don't see any pictures, not many. Yeah, you couldn't pick a much harder thing to take pictures of. I mean, yeah. I haven't spent enough time in the timber, but yeah, you're you're not kidding, man. Autofocus is out, and yeah, especially with something you know, a, a nice lens. If you're rocking down at two eight, like you probably would be early in the morning in the woods, you got such a narrow focal area to you know yeah. to, to get that thing tack sharp. You <laughs> you got to be lucky or good, and probably lucky. But oh, if no. you can get the first couple ones and focus, and the rest of them behind it, kind of in the background, uh, blurred out a little bit, you know, that would be freaking sweet. Absolutely. All right. And last question. If there was one dude that you could spend like the day in the blind with getting shots of him, like somebody that's like super cool that you, that you think would look awesome, like walking back with a fistful of, 
you know, green heads or specs or whatever day. So like one dude, like super rad dude, alive or dead, no family members. Cause you know, that's the easy one. But, uh, one day and, you know, to hunt with a guy and, and take pictures of that memory, who would it be? Donald Trump. Dude, that's a great, that's a great answer. dude. Can you imagine his hair blowing in the wind the in West blind, Texas? Can you imagine <laughs> the blind chatter with that dude? That's he'd right. Like, and a little bit of face like, paint on, right? He'd be like, oh, okay, nice shot. Freaking loser. <laughs> that was the greatest look, look shot it's, it's I've huge. ever seen. I, I don't know how to – man, I, I just got to start with the tip of the hat. I mean, that was – that's that's Nick Costas' creativity right there. But, man, I, I would say Tim Grounds any day. You know, yeah. he was he was a good friend and, and borderline family for me. But, I mean, you talk about someone who's, you know, shaped the industry like – like he has and, and, you know, just, he changed waterfowling, whether it was, you know, with, with the, the modern short read goose call or, you know, really, I mean, he was right there with duck commander when they were starting to do no the doubt. first big time videos. Uh, I mean, my, I still watch those all the time. So, you know, getting, getting to spend a day, uh, you know, out there with him would be unbelievable. Definitely. Definitely. Truly a legend. Cade. Uh, whenever you said dead or alive, I think I would go with, uh, Lester Caps. Yeah, that'd be pretty, pretty legendary, man. He is definitely an OG. That would be pretty cool just to, uh, you know, not only get some shots, but just kind of talk about, gee, yeah, Mallard in you. the glory days in the yeah. woods. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, that's a good answer, man. It really is. And a lot of people, like non-Arkansas Timber guys, you might not know, but you do a little research and start digging into some circles, you'll realize he's a he is a deal. pioneer. Okay, so quickly, um, you know, we kind of got off a little bit, but that was fun. Um, we're going to wrap this thing up. Honestly, there's not just a whole lot I can add. I mean, these guys, this is pretty much straight, straight to the point on, you know, not a lot of beating around. I think, I think, uh, you know, everybody's presented some ideas on how to how to get going and how to start uh, networking and, you know, get your name out there and and hopefully start making some moves if you think this is something that you want to do. And, and find, you know, if you think you're going to jump into this thing and get rich and, and you know, just get to go hunting and get rich, it, it just don't work like that, guys. So uh, go ahead and just know going into it that it's going to be a grind, just like a lot of things in life. I mean, whether you start selling insurance and uh, real estate or car salesman, whatever it may be, you've got to build your clientele up. You've got to network. You've got to have a good word of mouth and lots of references. And then ultimately your business and will grow and pick up. And then, um, you know, maybe you'll do contract work for different people, or maybe you might latch onto one company the way these guys have. But I think uh, they've given some, some great starting points on uh, how to go about the right way to at least get noticed to hopefully start that conversation. So each of you, um, can you quickly wrap up? Um, just, can you just give me one thing, you know, 30 seconds to a minute, whatever, uh, just kind of give me your final thoughts on, um, you know, wrapping this thing up. The most important thing that, that somebody can do in summary of everything we've talked about. Let's start with you, Nick. Networking and, working your ass off 
All right, thirty seconds to one minute. That was three seconds, but uh, I think uh, <laughs> okay. I, that that was good. I mean, I mean, it's it's straightforward, but uh, I mean, that's I, I like. I mean, you got to like actually do the work. You know, you got there's a lot of groups that you like. For me, for as a photographer, like there's a lot of groups you're not gonna pick your gun up on. Like, you know, it's like, dude, it's a it's a job. Like, if you want to work, you gotta and you gotta be be a good dude. Be someone that people want to be around. People don't want to work with. You know, like don't just be humble and be a good dude to be around and work hard and network and put forth the effort for us. Man, I, you know, that's, that's all good stuff, I guess, to, to add on to it. I'd just say, make yourself stand out, do something different, be creative, you know, don't take the same blurred background, you know, still truck bed while you're driving down the road picture that we've seen on, you know, diverge 43 you know thousand times over the past year <laughs> you know um do do different stuff be creative come up with your own style and your own flair whether whether that's how you edit the pictures or how you take the pictures um you know that's that's the biggest thing that stands out to me when i see something new i go crazy and i can't smash that like button hard enough um you know, so, so be creative. Uh, and, and before we swap, I just want to say for any of you guys who are interested in doing stuff like this, you know, this isn't out of the realm of things that I'm happy to talk to you about. So feel free. If, if you guys have a question, um, you know, about something that you want to go to a company with, feel free to email me, you know, just like the field facts, just come to me forest at dive And whether it's for us or any other company out there, man, I'm, I'm happy to help you guys, you know, try to get your foot in the door anywhere. So feel free to reach out and, and I'm happy to help wherever I can. Let me, let me add something that Forrest just made me think of. Someone told me this, I can't remember who, but basically like they said, if you ask, I think this, this might've been like a life thing, but just like in general, but I, I don't know. I can't remember if someone told me direct, specifically for photography or they told me for something else and I did it for photography. But anyway, they said, don't like, like with networking, like there's a couple, there's a big photographer that I asked to take out to coffee and, uh, I was like, Hey man, I just sent him a DM when I was like getting started and I figured he wouldn't even respond, but I was like, Hey, like he's, he, he takes Western photography, but I was like, Hey, uh, I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee and pick your brain about like business and photography and stuff. And I sat down, I came when I came with and had coffee with him, I had a notepad written down with all these questions and he took me like really, really serious. We had coffee for like two hours and then he invited me on another shoot on one of his shoots because he's, he like thought that I actually like cared. I, I didn't just say like, Hey, what settings do you shoot on? What kind of body do you have? <laughs> like I did the, like I did my homework. He could tell that I like prepared for that moment when I had coffee with, you know what I mean? Like just goes back to like doing, going the extra mile, I guess, or doing extra work, but people, people will be more interested to help you if you, I guess, ask questions. Yeah, if if it's visible that you want to help yourself, you know. Yeah, if, instead if of just, just kinda, like, hey man, yeah, what exactly. Kind of I use all right, cool. Yeah, if if you're lackadaisical about it, then that's cool. I'll be lackadaisical in my response. But you know, if mm-hmm. if you put some some genuine thought into this, man, I, I got all day in the world to help you. Definitely. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Do you got anything? Um, yeah, I think you just got to be original, be yourself, um, and whenever you do reach out to those companies, and don't you know, don't. I think you need to under promise and over deliver. Um, don't come out of the gate and tell this company that you're going to be able to do all these things for them. And it'll be the next big thing. Just tell them, you know, this is what I am. This is what I do. Um, let's do some work together. And then, then you, you do it and you over deliver. You, you do more than they expected and that'll make a big difference and that'll go a long ways. Um, 
just make yourself valuable and have something to bring to the table before you ever ask. Uh, just just have something that's going to that's going to interest them before you ever say anything to them. Cause if you're just an average Joe, just like everybody else, it, it, like you said, it stops right there. Um, bring something to the table and be original, be yourself. And, and like Forrest said, if you, uh, if any of you young guys want to reach out to me and got any questions about photography or getting with companies, I don't, I don't know a lot, but I'll be more than willing to share what I do know. Um, definitely, definitely. I think, um, you know, I don't like to, give Cade too much credit for anything, but I think he uh, hit the nail on the head right there um, when he said under promise and over deliver. That is absolutely the quickest way to ensure that somebody is going to want to latch on to you right there. And that, that doesn't mean go out there and let somebody abuse you for your work. What I'm saying, if you go into it and there's an expectation and you exceed that expectation, that's how you open eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you open eyes and that's how you get people to turn their heads. OK, and sometimes you're going to have to do more than the next guy if you're going to be chosen over that guy. And this isn't to shoot down your dreams or make you think this is impossible. This is just giving you uh, the information from a, a real life standpoint from guys that have been there, done that. OK, so, you know, my closing remarks are be humble and be professional. Be a professional, carry yourself with pride and uh, with integrity and, um, you know, bring something to the table. Be unique and uh, find a way to make yourself stand out. And uh, if you can do those things, um, I, you know, I can't promise you that, that somebody's going to start paying you right away, but you got to start somewhere. And, uh, you know, you got to start somewhere. So, you know, it all starts with, with a little break or a little opportunity. And what you do with that opportunity is what determines possibly your future in this industry. So, guys, we are going to wrap this thing up. We're 50 minutes deep. Um, we're getting ready to hit the road again tomorrow. And um, we're ready to do this thing and, and uh, keep this thing going. You know, it's not even October and we're we're uh, we've been grinding we're we're over a month deep right now and uh it's been a lot of fun so uh make sure you guys as i said in the beginning make sure you're following along so uh you can keep up with us and all this fun stuff and shenanigans and everything else that goes down thank you guys y'all have a good evening all right later see you see ya. all right guys there it is be creative do something to make yourself stand out from everyone else Thank you guys a ton for listening. You know, you can always reach out with any questions. Wish you all the best of luck and safety in the field. Until next time, y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dive Bomb Squadcast.